0: Steve Blum voices someone on that?
1: Yeah, he voices Spike Spiegel. Like, that's his most, like, famous voice.
0: Uh, no. Have you ever watched Transformers Prime? Oh, I'm sorry, wait. Steve Blum voiced Guillomon in Digimon Tamers. I'm sorry.
1: He (laughs) sounds like Meatwad in that show. He can't, play now! Yeah. So the guy who
0: did, I look like at girl who didn't kiss my ass. Did. Mhm.
1: Cowboys. Sorry, big uh, big sorry.
0: Big <laughs> I'm texting. I'm texting Miles. It's um. Okay. Let's let's do a little intro before Eli talks about Digimon some more. Um, okay. All right, everyone. This is gonna be our first mini episode. Um, or miniisode, if you're a hip youngster. We're not calling it that. Uh, we're just, we're just going to be farting around. Me and Eli wanted to record this as sort of a stopgap uh, in between. Well, Miles isn't going to be with us for this one, unfortunately. And this will yeah, probably I'm end up being... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's no longer with us. No, actually, he is... He is he, such a beautiful boy. He is still with us. I talked to him today. <laughs> I mean, you just said that he was, uh, that you were texting him. Like, in person?
1: Yeah. Why do I have a knife in my room?
0: I've had the same knife in my room for maybe, is like, it your? Months. Is it a pocket knife or, like, a kitchen knife? It's like a kitchen knife. Put that shit downstairs. Uh, later. Anyway, uh, what did y'all want? What did you want to talk about? No Digimon. Well, I won't that's, talk about that's, Digimon. That, that's my stipulation is no Digimon.
1: Little context.
0: Uh, I've been on a little bit of a nostalgia thing with
1: Digimon because I I used to watch it as a little kid. Um, you mean me that's me
0: like a ten? You mean that's like a ten year old? No, I watched it when I was like six. I watched it when I was quite young. Uh, nah, you you watched it a bit later. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, straight up. Straight, you never... You didn't... Dude, we didn't even have... uh, You weren't even, even able to watch Digimon when you were six. Trust I, me.
1: I, I remember it better than no one does, and I was definitely a lot younger. Like, you know, I wasn't saying that I was like three years old and watching Agumon, pepper-breathing, but like, uh, it was definitely like... It was definitely an age where I can feel nostalgic towards those times.
0: Yeah, whatever. We don't, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, right. did I you want gonna, uh, I got to talk about my theater arts class and
1: the recent, uh, play that we've been doing a read-through from, uh, it's the Queen musical, uh, We Will
0: Rock You. That's and... the name? Yeah, it's the name. It's literally a Queen song. Oh, no, bro. And it's not even, like, an obscure one. Maybe it's because all Queen, fa- Queen quote-unquote, fans... It really maybe it's just because they don't actually like the band... Cause they've never heard an album. They just hear the greatest hits at every single football game and shitty movie that they go to, and they're like, "Oh, I love Queen so much." But then if they actually stopped and listened to an album, they would hate the band. They would not like it. I like I like one and one eighth of a Queen song. Uh,
1: the only Queen song you like, like you like like two Queen songs. The only the one that I like one eighth of is like the first fifty seconds of Under Pressure. Because if the if the entire song was like the first fifty seconds of under pressure, uh, I would actually be I'd actually really like it because it sets a mood. But then it just it changes. I guess you could say like yeah, it, I just completely it,
0: lose interest. Their in... music is super dissonant. Like it doesn't it doesn't they don't ha- really have a sound like. Sometimes they're operatic rock, and then they're, like, shitty arena rock. Like, they don't actually have an identity or a sound as a band. They're literally just machines for cranking out hit after hit after hit to make... And then... Um... When Owen, 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 I'm going to need you to shut the hell up for a bit. I... No, no, actually. actually I, um, and then the only reason that they're popular is because Freddie Mercury died. I. I it's sad. I wish he... I. I think he yeah, was a, I think he was a talented guy. Um, it's a real shame that he died. I don't think anybody deserves to die, except maybe Nazis, except definitely Nazis. And um, I don't and, think anybody. Uh... I don't think anybody deserves to die. Certainly not Freddie Mercury. He was an interesting guy with an interesting story. It's just, it's kind of a shame that his life story has been made so public, um, and that the sh- and that his shitty band has been immortalized because of his death. It's almost like Nirvana. Um, yeah, this, this happened with Nirvana, and this happened with The Doors, with Jim Morrison. Is these bands their reputation as like the greats is kind of um, Doors was cemented, cemented as cemented. a great. It's their cement. Well, that people think that they're great. Um, their reputation as like one of the greatest rock bands of all time is kind of cemented after um, the frontman dies because it's in the media. And then everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, we should play his music." And then it gradually it rabbit holes down into, um, uh, uh, "Let's make a shitty biopic about it." Elton John, the the Elton John biopic. Except he's not dead, and he's not actually a bad dude. Uh, I the only Elton dead. John stuff that I, that I like, well, I haven't really listened to anything. But I've, he, not, I've
1: not, I do not, I've not heard a single Elton John song except for maybe like three seconds of Rocket Man.
0: Let me, like let me let me yeah. something really cool is um on the Kanye West song, All of the Lights, he does the piano parts on it. And oh, the piano done? part Yeah, and he huh. actually does he actually does sing on it. He does one of the choruses in the end, he goes like I tried to tell you, but all I could say was oh we oh, we're oh, we're, oh, we're sidetracking. Oh, uh, um, I tried to tell you. But yeah, but it's it's an amazing song and I really, really like his work on it. I think he's just kind of a cool dude. I right, think back just does to... whatever the hell he wants. I don't like British people, but he's alright.
1: Alright, let's move back to We Will Rock You. Um, real quick thing. I find the first fifty seconds of Under Pressure to be I really like it, but once like they start going, there's the terror of knowing what this
0: world is about. And the Vanilla the, Ice song what, is better.
1: What really makes me sad is that I think that part is when David Bowie starts singing, and I personally really like David Bowie. And wait, David? Why I,
0: David Bowie is on that song. Yeah, he like collaborates. No. <laughs> David Bowie is amazing, man. And, he's such David a Bowie, he was such an interesting, a very dude. talented guy. But
1: we will rock you. The play that we've been reading through. I don't want to say it's bad, but it's a little painful.
0: Well, it's going to be painful sh- if you don't like shitty music like you like you don't. What? It, it's going to be painful if you don't like the bands that they're constantly referencing. It, and it's it, it's catered towards normies, right? Cuz Queen is a, a is, very normy band. They You're never going they, they
1: really just name drop song references, which I don't have a problem with it's a musical based on a lot of music, but I feel like it would have been a lot more better if it was just a bunch of songs from that same era that Queen was in than just Queen cool.
0: songs. Yeah, an 80s nostalgia thing than a Queen nostalgia pandering thing. Like, like, I, like I would have liked if they had included some, I don't know. What did people like in the 80s? Madonna? Bell nobody. Nobody, was nobody, the like, nobody liked Madonna. Um, the only Madonna song I like is uh is actually a remix of it that a YouTuber I used to watch used. He called it the Flying Music, and he would just play like the opening beat. It's it's a remix of a uh, uh, Like a Prayer, and it's so hard, man. It's so good. Whatever. Uh, um, um,
1: like, like the thing is, is that like I don't have a problem
0: with people
1: referencing music. My favorite manga and anime of all the time is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which if you don't know it, about it, it literally just what
0: one big user reference: The main villain for the first half of the series is literally named Dio. After Ronnie James Dio. It is it's it's bizarre to say the
1: least. Um, but it does integrate um songs, but what um
0: here he Could yeah, Rocky but it does the offer. It does it isn't like, oh <laughs> here's uh here's the stand named Queen and its power is to, you know, make Same. shitty Like like his most of he just names it. Araki just name Araki's the mangaka. He's the author and creator. I just said that. Oh, uh, maybe if you
1: didn't uh, constantly interrupt me, maybe I could actually get my
0: thoughts out. Sorry, but like the the uh, dear listener, the um the creator Hirohiko Araki, he uh he he just loves Western music. He only has like I think two stands that are named after Japanese bands. There's there's chocolate disco and yeah. Um, the- on that There's I a know. character
1: named... Uh, there, there are a character named Magenta Magenta and a character named Black and People who are both um, references to a band called Sold Out that is Japanese, but he, he rarely references uh, Japanese music. But what he really <laughs> does is that um, the bands and the music that he names after his characters are legitimately tied to those characters. Uh, it, you know, he takes history from those bands and he integrates it to this character. So let's say this band had, um, you know, a certain kind of legacy. Maybe they were tied to a different, uh, to a different music artist. Let's say David Bowie and Queen. He will integrate that into a character who is designed after David Bowie that maybe has a name or an ability that's named after Queen. Yeah. And
0: on that note, um, there's, so the, a listener, in case you're not familiar with JoJo's, which I expect you aren't if you're not a complete and total loser um, like like we are. But there's a stand in the sixth part of JoJo's called Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's kind of interesting because you can tell that he knows what he's talking about when he does the song because the the ability isn't just named Bohemian Rhapsody for the sake of, oh look, it's a reference to the Queen song. It's What the ability does is it it basically brings to life all different sorts of fictional characters. I'm giving a broad gist, Eli, so don't get your. Yeah, I I won't, I won't, I won't lose it over the specific. We we need to refrain from talking about Jojo's as much as possible. Yeah. uh, So people will actually listen. Um, (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us. If you're still with us. Um, But basically uh, the ability summons fictional characters from, Anything really. So in the in the thing there's like uh bootleg Mickey Mouse, uh there's, Pinot, there's a bunch there's, of fairy tale characters from Disneyland. Van um, Gogh, which
1: I won't get into the specifics of why Van Gogh is a technically a fictional character, but it, it, it depends on the ability, which I will Yeah, not yeah, talk but
0: about. that that's the that's the gist of the ability, right? And it's called that because um Bohemian Rhapsody, even though it's a shitty song um I would not say shitty I just say I overrated hate, I hate that song it is very overrated but it, it drives me it drives me nuts whenever I hear Owen it. and I are not people to
1: you know critique the actual artistic talent of music because oh yeah I
0: think he's talented I just wish he had made I just I think most of not personally like the music are talented but I just wish they'd made better music like they but, had a they had a lot of talent, but Bohemian Rhapsody is tied to um, the ability because it just summons all of these different things from different places, and um, it lasts a while, too, just like the song. So the point is, there's a, there's a smart way to go about integrating musical references into your into your creative works without it being corny or pandering. And uh, circling back around to We Will Rock You. Um, literally a
1: group of the characters are named the Bohemians in a Queen musical. If that's Dude, not
0: mean, I the wonder most,
1: what that's a reference to. If that's not the most, like, obvious and pandering reference, well, I got a, I got a, uh, a little page of the script for you. I don't actually have it, but, um... There is a character named Scudder Moose, which is a Bohemian Rhapsody reference to a certain line, and he's actually coming up with the name, and he has like, ooh, what if my name was Scudder Moose? And uh, in the context of the play, no one actually knows what these things mean, uh, so he's like, what if the name Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? That he just starts to name drop songs like it's nothing, like they they even names, and I I actually what I just did I did in class because it was so painful to, uh, like read I was this is virtual so obviously I didn't do that uh but
0: I would straight up skip class if I was in your position I'm not I I was I was kind
1: of losing it because it was I hate I'm I'm trying to not use the word. Cringy anymore, but it was it was cringy, and I
0: yeah. Uh, I just... Go on, go on. No, 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 no. You finish your thought. I want to say something. But um,
1: I just don't think it. Uh, I really do think that they could have um integrated musical references, but they are just like name dropped, and it's just like it's just supposed to be like <laughs> I know that song, like. A character that i'm i've been reading for because my theater arts teacher which no no disrespect to my theater arts teacher i love my theater arts teacher this She's is just great complaints about the specific play um it is i just you know, personally don't like it but my character who's named kashogi which i think is another queen reference he he has like this notebook of one of the main characters he's like where is the Hotel California? Like that oh, is a legit. That is a legit. God. line. that's a legit line. And he's just like, he's just name dropping stuff. So who is Sergeant Pepper? Like,
0: I uh, okay, I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. Um. So there's like, like, like I was talking about earlier. Like, there's a smart way to go about integrating music as an inspiration, and it's not this. Like, a, like, um. The listener, I listen to a shit ton of music, all right? Like, I like a lot of music. Um, Owen and I have different t- a- approaches t- t- to t- listening t- to t- t- music. Pretty varied, actually. Like, for being a guy that gets so up in arms about things, like, my taste is actually pretty varied when it comes to music. But, like, at least I would like to say. <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own horn. What, But what I'm saying is there's a smart way to go about integrating music into a narrative or a writing. Like, um, I like to enter, I like whenever I'm writing things for creative writing, like, uh, we, we had to write. So back in, so a few months ago in my creative writing class, we had to write this thing called an abstract called an abstract noun, uh, an abstract noun narrative. I believe Is that's this what. This the
1: one that you asked me to help you with.
0: No, that's that's the animal one. Um yeah. but this abstract noun narrative, it's kind of cool. You pick an abstract noun, like something that represents something else. So it isn't like a concrete thing. It isn't like a like like you could say a, an abstract noun would be like hate or fear or anger or like just something that doesn't refer to something tangible. Like I couldn't write a poem, a, an abstract noun poem about iced tea, what I'm drinking right now, but I could about, um, but what I did is I wrote mine about disease. Um, and that, and that was inspired by a new year song. One of my favorites actually called disease. And um, the song is basically, it basically just like paints this picture of the shitty, I think it's in Texas because they're from Texas. Makes sense, right? Yeah, um, like the shitty like desert town where everybody's just like dying in uh, the a line in there is like a hundred and six degrees, and um, it, it's just it really does a good job of communicating this like shitty like- oppre- shitty oppressive atmosphere. That, That's sound um, like the uh the Phoenician for Ferb opening. Uh, One hundred and four days of summer vacation. We gotta do a sing along of that. I'll yeah, off. we do. Um, but
1: no family guys sing-alongs, by the way. We're not doing that
0: anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh I, let me finish my thought, and then you can go. Um. But what I was thinking, what when I made that, is like, oh. I really like that the one of my favorite songs is called Disease. So I wrote my Abstract Now narrative about the concept of disease and instead of being like, you know, the bubonic plague, like everybody's dying in the street and shitting themselves and it's all awful. Like I wrote mine about like how even how like you're slow
1: about the coronavirus.
0: How you're like slowly corroding away over time. I didn't even have COVID I didn't even have COVID in mind when I wrote this. Um, but it's about like slowly corroding over time and like um it just being really hot and oppressive. So I took inspiration from the song without ripping it off or and I only name dropped it in the title. It's kind of whereas um like you were saying, We will rock you is kind of a hard name drop. Uh so is hmm, Sergeant Pepper or Hotel California like First of all, why in the world would you ever try and reference the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like the Red these Hot shi- Chili
1: Peppers isn't Hotel California. That's the Eagles.
0: So even worse. Even worse. It's, that's slightly worse. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But like, yeah, if you if you're just gonna name drop shit like that, like at least be into it. You can tell when an author knows what they're talking about with the thing because they'll drop a subtle reference to a lyric. Like a a character will say something that fits naturally within the narrative, that is a lyric in, I don't know, a Beatles song or a Queen song that, um, that the author actually really likes and takes inspiration from when writing this narrative. Um, Araki does that, but it's a bit more overt because that's just how he that's how he rolls, you know. Yeah. Um, but even if, if it's obvious, there there's, is, going, there's there some is. sort of hidden meaning. Like you should be applying these sorts of. It's like. It's like trying to uh, perform surgery with a scalpel versus a hacksaw. You know, like, there's a degree of One is t- cooler, and one is not. That the author that wrote um, We Will Rock You just completely threw out the window in favor of getting people to buy his play and perform it, because the brain-dead normies who are watching it will be like, you made a reference! Like, yeah, that's my spiel.
1: But uh, my little spiel is, um, I'm, I'm gonna keep gushing about JoJo's just for like two or so minutes, and then I want to actually get back onto just the All right. topic of. Alright, we got uh, we got uh,
0: that uh the JoJo limit down.
1: Yeah, we'll keep it we'll keep it down. This is probably just gonna be in the uh, the the mini episodes where Own and I are talking because Miles doesn't care. But uh, Araki's <laughs> um sense of detail in. Uh, especially the more later parts uh, Jojo is split into parts uh, with different characters. And we are on part eight. He is still writing it. And the final sort of, I guess, boss, you could say, has just so many layers to it. And, And Araki just takes so many, like, inspirations. You can always just kind of feel the heart and passion that he has in it. And you can always just, like, notice sort of those, you know, hidden details. The Stand is based off of Rene Magritte's paintings, which, you know, is, you know, it's abstract, but still has kind of that realistic feel, but it's still outside of our plane of existence. Mm -hmm. But it also takes inspiration, maybe from a movie that has Rene Magritte paintings in it, where a guy is robbing a museum and he keeps keeps walking and he has just like a bowler hat on and a suit so these characters are tailing him Uh, he's got just this bowler hat and suit and he, he just he just blends into the crowd you know and he's just always he's just walking but he's somehow always out of reach in every shot that is how the latest fight in Jojo literally is it's like that scene mm-hmm and you know it's it's building up to this entire uh to this entire just this climax this everlasting climax it's like a quote and uh these are these not like my own research uh, a youtuber by the name of xfords made just an excellent video on this this specific stand named the wonder of you uh i'm just you know i'm taking points from him but it's just so incredibly smart, and I really just appreciate yeah. that about JoJo's. You could say that about almost every stand that you know, maybe not all of the ones in part three because just
0: the, well, well, like one note, that, was, but, that was the first part they were in, so they were sort of in a prototype form.
1: But that's my, my little JoJo spiel. But I wanted to move on to Owen and I's specific music taste on why I think it's kind of funny that Owen commentates on my music taste, just like the specific bands surrounded by it, more than the bands in his specific music taste. Like he has a lot more to say. Like per perchance his uh his thoughts on Queen.
0: Owen, do you do you listen to a lot of, you know, like rock, classic rock, the stuff uh, I want really? I wanted to say classic rock. I mean I don't the only thing close to classic rock that I like is like one Van Halen song. And that, was, from, and that was from
1: 1996, so... Yeah, my my uh, music taste has been on the, uh, it's been everywhere recently, and for a long time. I used to really like Oasis, which, um, I don't like Oasis anymore, I still do look back on the times that I listened to those songs quite fondly, because I do think that they are good songs, but I just, I don't enjoy listening to them anymore. Yeah. Um, Still, still a solid band, you know. The uh, I used to really love Black Sabbath, but I really don't love them anymore, which makes me uh, kind of sad. Uh, they used to be my favorite band, but, you know, you go from Black Sabbath singing about, you know, um, you know, death and, you know, depression. I don't think there are any Black Sabbath songs about that. But, like, and then I go to my music case being... Completely centered around oingo boingo, which if you've heard oingo boingo is like um, How do I describe it? Like if an abstract painting was made by a monkey That's that's oingo boingo Oh I talk about your music taste. I'm done talking Oh, I can't hear own anymore. That ain't good. Hello? I'll just I'll just keep talking about uh, music, I guess. Um, you know, I, I've, uh, I've generally listened to Oingo, Oingo Bongo a lot. You know, call me call me a poser, but I really love uh, "Dead Man's Party." That's that's a really great song. Um, I love. I, I I would be hard pressed to say that I like the song
0: "Little Girls," because it's a uh, it's quite literally. Can a you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, thank thank God! I, I was saying like, and I was making funny quips throughout your whole Oingo boingo spiel. Oh man. I guess the list. I guess you'll have to listen to it later, um, yeah. uh, unless li- the listeners can hear me too, which would suck because then they'd only have to listen to you, and we all know how much you suck.
1: Hey, I could have started going on the Digimon
0: uh, spiel, and you know the listen Dude, I want to hear about Digimon even less than I want to hear about Oingo Boingo. I oh, yeah,
1: you Boingo,
0: man. I don't hate him. I just get tired of you talking about them. I, also
1: I like guess the it's ones. kind of
0: fair. I guess it's kind of fair because you get tired of me talking about everything. Uh, yeah, like, literally anything you're passionate about is very boring. Whatever, man. Let me read my history books in uh, class. Yeah, uh, listeners, Owen is a
1: nerd. Like, he... he um, Owen, oh, you 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 plunge yourself into like history b- books, you know, like every atom about, you know, like every like a fact about every single atom of a
0: Panzer tank. Wow, I can... uh, oh, no no no, I'm I'm not a tank expert. I'm I'm not even oh, really. Tank. I'm well, more of well, a naval. You... naval stuff is way cooler if you ask me. You see, you see, Owen
1: would like know everything about like. I want to know everything
0: by the time he was five. Then... What's called? Five? There's so there's a Russian aircraft carrier that mm-hmm. um, it's it's real fancy. It's I think they launched it in like 2013 or something. It's it's pretty new and it's in the Black Sea and um under a naval agreement with uh, Turkey because Turkey controls the Strait out of the Black Sea. Um, uh, Russia, they specifically designated it a heavy aircraft aircraft carrying cruiser and not mm-hmm. an aircraft carrier, so that yeah. it could actually traverse the Bosporus Strait and wow. like, get and like get out of the Black Sea. Otherwise okay. it would be stuck in there because Ukraine owns uh Crimea. Yeah. And even though Russia invaded it or whatever. But it was built before it's nuclear powered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like this big ass thing. It's real cool. I forget I forget what the name is, but it's probably something really cool. Uh, you
1: see, Owen goes on those kind of
0: spiels, and I oh, go on. The admiral, it's the admiral Kuznetsov. It's real cool.
1: Yeah, Owen talks about nuclear power aircraft carriers, and I talk about pseudo legendary Pokemon that I find very interesting.
0: Oh, it's the flagship of the Russian Navy. Who knew? Anyway, this is why we need Miles. He balances us out. He he balances out uh, our white guy nerd nerds. He, he, he keeps you from talking about boring shit, and he keeps me from talking about interesting shit. No, 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 no. That's the other way around, buddy. No, no, no. You're wrong. Nobody gives a shit
1: about aircraft carriers, buddy. <laughs> I think plenty
0: of people give a shit about aircraft carriers. Well, nobody our age. Well, mine or your age. We have a, like, two-year age guy. Us Naval fans are are oppressed. Us Digimon fans are oppressed. Good. Keep it that <laughs> way.
1: Our mom keeps talking about, like, how Owen, like, has a future in, like, like, museums and stuff. And I just like to think that Owen, like... Somehow a time loop, or something like a like a a time paradox happens, and he just becomes Ian McCullen from uh,
0: Forgotten Weapons. He's who I aspire to be. And Owen's role model, like he's the guy he—he's so cool. Like um, he he's just, the guy that Owen writes he
1: like little essays about. Like that's why Ian McCullen from Forgotten Weapons is he my
0: just, hero. That's to go around and like talk about historical firearms and stuff. It's so cool. I'd like to do that. I would not be unhappy with doing that for the rest of my life.
1: I I pay for uh Oden and I's YouTube premium. Yeah, call me lame I pay for YouTube premium. But
0: uh when there's when there's like twenty ads. Like I saw a thing. It was um it was on Reddit. Some dude was watching a documentary about Hong Kong and there and it was I think an hour long and there were I'm not even kidding when I say twenty ads. Like it was just like uh gray bar, uh yellow yellow bar, gray bar, yellow bar, gray bar, yellow bar the whole way through. It was ridiculous.
1: I my hate I, for two, ads two, surpasses yeah. I think I think my hate for like ads especially crunchy roll ads I could I could
0: I would I could lose yeah, it Crunchyroll just ads like... are so bad that they don't even make me want to watch the anime. Like I see one for like Tower of God which is supposed to be, you know, okay and I'm like damn it's this not... shit looks horrible. And I see one for um for God of no, High School it... which is supposed to be actually good and I'm like damn this shit looks horrible. Like they're not what even there's, like,
1: five teenagers stuck in the Middle Earth or something. And it's, like, That's this terrible... Don- That's
0: called Rampa, Eli. No, 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 no.
1: Yes, that is what Danganronpa... <laughs> Donkey
0: Konga? But that Danga?
1: is what Don- From the creators of Danganronpa. Donkey, Donkey Kong- Konga? Hey, miscanceled! Yay. Yay!
0: We're just quoting Donkey at this point, but... Um... Thank you, fans. Oh I'm and big, I uh big, big fan of donkey. Video game We, video game. we are a big fan. We are a very big fan of Donkey, very nice. I, I selected an extremely exaggerated Russian accent in TF2 voice chat.
1: I don't really know why <laughs> I I don't really know why I morphed into a Borat impression even though I've never seen
0: Borat. the movie. I have no desire to see, I have no desire to see Borat. I want to I watch the first one, but I'm not sure about the second one. My hatred for popular culture is, like, it, it, it's getting bad. You see, listeners, Owen is what we call a hipster. I'm not a hipster. I'm a contrarian. Contrarians are
1: what hipsters call themselves when they don't want to admit that they're a hipster.
0: Yeah, I, I hate trailers. I don't like watching movie trailers. I love trailers. I watched a movie trailer last night. This for this movie called the beast that came out in 19, 1988. It's about <laughs> the breast about, about Russian soldiers in Afghanistan, right? Like super interesting stuff. And I watched it and it wasn't a real trailer. And I liked that because when I watch a trailer, I don't, I don't want to know what the plot is about. I want to get a small sampling of what the movie is actually like. And most trailers nowadays don't even give you that. Um, I think the Logan trailer is amazing. Uh, the one with Hurt by Johnny Cash. Um, uh, hurt myself. Oh, Hurt by... Oh, you should do... You ever meet a Nine Inch Nails fan? Say, uh, oh, yeah, it was really cool of them to write... Uh, for It was really cool of Johnny Cash to write that song for them, and they will actually get really pissed. You <laughs> might not, don't actually do that if they're, like, tall or bigger than you, because they might actually hurt... You. They might actually, like... <laughs> Yeah, don't don't uh
1: don't uh, talk to a nine inch nails fan. Don't do that if they have a shaved head and they might have a white shirt on, or maybe like
0: nine inch nails tenders. fans. heads. they're just edge lords. No, 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 no,
1: no. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Smash Mouth fans or skinheads.
0: Yeah, but like, yeah, listener, do that if you ever meet a, like a diehard nine inch nails fan. Say something we're ta- about
1: we're, we're talking um,
0: to to the quote unquote listener like they're the only other
1: person in the room.
0: Oh, yeah, we are, we are addressing this hypothetical form of listener. And I'm not just talking to the voices in my head, you know, like, or you.
1: Listener, this, this, this podcast is only for the guys, so if you're a girl, you need to leave because this podcast is for the guys, all right?
0: G-U-Y
1: apostrophe S, the guys.
0: I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> um, yeah, but I hate movie trailers nowadays in general. Like, cause, well, i I've watched one for the road, right? Um, which is the book that I wrote, uh, that I, Thank I didn't you. write it. McCar- I read it. I'm not Cormac McCarthy. I read it last year and I really loved the book. So, and there's a movie and it's supposed to be really good. It's got Viggo Mortensen in it. Um, He's Aragorn, Eli. Yeah, I know. Supposed to be like really killer in it, and Charlize Theron's in it. Um, and the kid actually went on. The kid in the movie actually did, went on to do a whole bunch of stuff, but his, uh, his acting is great in the movie, apparently. But um, so I was trying to watch this movie, and I looked on Amazon Prime. I was like, oh, I, I guess I'll watch the trailer. This was a couple of weeks ago, and it's just like some generic ass like 2009 trailer, and it's it was so generic that I turned it off 10 seconds through and just watched a clip of it on YouTube, because that's a better trailer than the actual trailer. My phone is at
1: 5% right now, so
0: I should probably sure. unplug my mic and then plug my phone in.
1: Uh, okay. my, my audio might get real shitty. I mean, um,
0: it probably already connect is. Your, connect your headphones, your Bluetooth headphones. Uh, that's That doesn't have a mic in it, and they're already yeah, those- connected. They do have a mic in them. Really? I think so. I don't think so. They do. Is there a a little pinhole in them? I don't know, and
1: I don't care. Um,
0: Connect your headphones.
1: I'm not... They
0: are connected, dipshit. Okay. I want to keep talking about how much I hate trailers.
1: No, I don't want you to keep talking about how much you hate trailers.
0: Okay, don't you talk about something related to movies.
1: Okay, so... I'll talk about my thoughts on trailers. I like trailers. Um, I don't really like going into a movie and not knowing anything. Um I I like to know just like a fair bit, you know, the movie's basic plot. Like but I don't wanna know just like all of the nitty gritty. I don't wanna know Scribbly McBimbler goes on a great journey, meets together with Shawnee McBonnie, uh, played by John Cena and then you know, I just I just want I don't think trailers reveal too much about the plot in my opinion
0: yeah, that's not my issue with them my issue with them is that they're a misrepresentation of the movie a lot of the time like because a lot because I, I what I think happens I don't know if this is for sure um, feel free to send us an email correcting that um, at absolutely nothing pod one at gmail.com hit us up with anything you we, got, with anything you have an, to say if um, see an
1: image or video attached we're not opening it
0: yeah, <laughs> um, but my issue with trailers is that they're a lot of the time they're a misrepresentation of the movie. Like, um, I'm gonna list a couple of good, tra- a, a few good trailers. Um, the one for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I think that's an amazing trailer. I really like that trailer. It's got some really okay, cool movie. shots. Really it's good got- trailer. Oh, it was a good movie. It wasn't an okay movie. It was a good movie. Okay. See the last one was,
1: like... was an okay movie. No, the... last Jedi was bad. Like okay movie in my opinion is a movie I would watch again, but you know, it's not gonna like change my life. Uh it's not gonna it's not necessarily gonna really stick with me. And you know, of course Awakens wasn't something that I like loved Yeah, I mean I loved it at the time, but now I don't necessarily love it, but I don't necessarily hate it. I think it's a, a fun experience, but I want to refrain from talking about Star Wars because I kind of legit hate Star Wars right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge I... Star. I'm a huge Star Wars shill. I'll watch anything. Um, whatever. I'm I'm just listing good trailers. Uh, good trailers are the Force Awakens trailer. That's a great one. Um. Let's see. I, uh, the Logan trailer, of course. That's one of the that's the goat right there, and um, the Interstellar trailer because that's a massive movie, right? Um,
1: Owen loves Interstellar.
0: It's my favorite movie, dog. I um, know. That's
1: what I'm saying.
0: I, I love that movie, and um, but the trailer is actually really good too, um. I would say the Beasts of No yeah. Nation trailer is pretty good too. Uh, it's got some I cool. I
1: couldn't make it through Beasts of No Nation. Yeah, I
0: recommend that for the Fame of Heart. That is a difficult movie.
1: It is it's very difficult.
0: really well made. I love it, but like, it's, it's.
1: If you want a fun movie for the entire family, but also might change your entire life like it did for me, watch Soul. It's, one of, it's my favorite Pixar movie.
0: Ratatouille is better.
1: I mean, yeah, Ratatouille I think is a better main movie. I think Ratatouille well, I, and The Incredibles think... are the two uh, um, are the two Pixar movies that I think are better than Soul. But Soul overall is my favorite.
0: Yeah, I think Soul. I think the writing dropped off around the the like the heaven parts because I really hate metaphysical shit like that in movies.
1: Um, I thought it was done really well. I, I, thought I, was, I
0: thought it was done well, but I just really don't like that trope, especially not in anime and movies. Like, there's a difference between Coco because in that he was still himself. Um, it might, it's he might, still might really been a
1: culture. Coco yeah, did that really well because it was immersion. based on uh, that culture. I do, I do agree with you that you know that is a tired trope, and I understand where you're coming from but i do think that in Soul, it's done really well and yeah,
0: that's, that's your opinion but like it's,
1: it's different I, I from I old like dogs how, go to heaven
0: i don't like how he wasn't black in it i don't know i feel like that's, yeah, that is... that's a little problematic but like he was still i liked joe that was his name right
1: yeah, Joe. Yeah, Garden. I
0: thought it was a great movie. I really liked the animation, and all the acting was amazing. God, but, the
1: animation was so um, beautiful.
0: I just—it's a real pet peeve of mine. Whenever they do like, uh, "Welcome to the Great Beyond," or like, and then they like explain it rather than
1: the Good Place.
0: It's taller. Well, the Good Place is good because it's like
1: different. It's legit. Yeah, yeah, it, isn't is like, it's,
0: it, it doesn't like project the characters into a weird space. Like it's just like it's pretty normal, but it's still different um but with soul it's like now he's there's these little olaf looking things um and i just don't like that in movies um i would have preferred if he had been on earth the whole time but i did um i prefer stuff like that to be more grounded in reality Uh, i can appreciate imaginative visions of that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um that's one of the reasons i like the good place um, it's cause they took the concept of heaven and hell and like, um,
1: they almost kind of tweaked it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, it was really, it was really cool. And I really liked the, f- and the first season was my favorite season. Um, it's that was the, the best, best season.
1: it's the best season. I, I definitely think that it's, you know, I don't think it's really the funniest it, it's a, the, the good it's place is a, is a barrel of laughs the entire time.
0: It's pretty damn funny later on, but like in the last season, I felt like the laughs just kind of dropped off, and they were just they, they kind uh, of. I really they, loved it. They kind of. Really,
1: I really loved the ending to the good place.
0: I think the ending was good too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like, I remember liking it.
1: Uh, it was you ain't basically have to. You all ain't
0: the have characters. What. You ain't have to describe it.
1: I'm gonna describe it. Um, <laughs> Come
0: on, man. The characters
1: oh. go to the actual. Oh, wait, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. All right. No, no, I I, I hate don't want to hear about
1: you. your stupid uh, Russian aircraft. Admi- carrier Russian aircraft.
0: Carrier, carrier, Admiral Kuznetsov.
1: But um. But,
0: whatever. But let's keep talking about Seoul. Um. Uh.
1: Where would you put it on, like, a, a um...
0: I'll just put it in like relation to the other one, to the other Pixar... Well, I've seen, like, every Pixar movie. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think... That definitely have...
0: as good as Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3, Ratatouille, Incredibles 1, WALL-E, um, Coco. Um, it sounds like I'm shitting on this movie, but I really did like it. Um, it's just that every other Pixar movie is, like, oh. um I would rank it not as high as Toy as the first three Toy Stories, but higher, but higher than Toy Story four, which was good. But like, I Buzz was always my favorite character from those movies, and I feel like he got shafted. A, so the rest of them he was really. totally
1: shafted. I like the,
0: was... the focus on Woody and the change of setting and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. it just didn't have what I really loved about the old Toy Stories. Um, like those always, were some. Of, I was always. Those were some of my guy. favorite. Movies. It, yeah, it was, I, I always, I, I mostly because I watched like the Buzz Lightyear Star Command show as a kid. But like, I really like I really like Buzz. If
1: they say if they make a Toy Story five, I'm not gonna watch it because there should not be any more Toy Stories. Toy Story four is yeah.
0: Just like how we didn't need a Cars three, but I really did like Cars three. <laughs>
1: We did um, I, not read any of the Cars movies. I love the Cars Eli, movies, but they are not good movies,
0: Eli. except for Cars Three. Cars One is great. Yeah, the
1: Cars One is you know.
0: Cars One is kind of dumb. It's about anthropomorphic talking cars, and Owen Wilson is Lightning is a character named Lightning McQueen. But still, it's a great narrative, and Mater isn't even Mater is actually like. Cars 2,
1: cars two is like legit one of the worst Pixar movies. Cars opinion. two
0: is still great. I'm like the Owen, number one, the number one fan of Cars two. On Owen the is
1: Owen is the number one Cars apologist in the entire world who isn't under the age of five.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I love all the Cars movies, even Cars two. I don't think it's really that great. I think Cars three,
1: I think I is think it's the it's only that one
0: great. that it has any oh, quality. It's still really cool. Like Aren't like I watched really I watched sad. the oil rig I watched the oil rig scene the other day I was like holy shit this is actually kind of sweet because he my, just like my fondest up, memories
1: yeah. of cars two like,
0: was the video ball. game the video game ruled for weird. I
1: I got I know I keep patting myself on the back for for like the you know years I've been talking about that but I had an Einstein Ted Kaczynski moment during uh. No, I did not bomb. I did not bomb people. I had like a Ted Kuzinski IQ moment during Cars 2, where there's this like mission in the Cars 2 game where like the Queen of England is gonna get assassinated.
0: I don't know by why the racers. Just I don't know why we didn't just intentionally fail it. Uh,
1: the Queen of England was going to get assassinated by like one of the uh, um, the racers. So we like looked through like all of the racers like profiles. I noticed that one of the racers had a gap in his teeth, and like something that all of the gremlins, the car, not like little green people, the cars in Cars 2, they had gaps in their teeth. So you know my 200,000 IQ, uh, Rick and Morty watching brain uh, deduced that was the villain. And guess what? It was probably wrong, but for <laughs> the sake of the story, let's say that you know uh, seven year old Eli
0: was right. You tell this story every single time I bring up the Cars two game. Um,
1: it's, it's like it's like the, the my most fond memory. Of let, the Cars let's go
0: back 2. to let's get back to Pixar movies. I would rate Soul lower than Coco, Wall-E, all of the Cars movies, Incredibles one, Toy Story one, two, and three. Uh, Monsters Inc. Um, actually, it's, did you
1: like this movie?
0: It's dude. All the Pixar movies are amazing. This is my personal preference. I really, really liked Soul. Um, I would rate it on par with Monsters Inc. Above Monsters U, Toy Story 4, and Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2 is right below it, and I think right above it would be <sighs> Wally. Yeah, that feels about right. Okay, so... I think it's a great movie. Go watch it, dear listener. It's an amazing movie.
1: Uh, watch right. it with it's your really kids.
0: Watch it with your girlfriend. Watch it with your boyfriend. Watch it with your wife. Watch it with your husband. Watch it with watch, your male watch wife. It your, your uh, single,
1: watch it with your, the, your single kid if you're a single dad. Watch it watch with it, your watch it with. dad. <laughs>
0: you know, watch it, just
1: watch it with your dog.
0: Watch it by cat. yourself if you're a lazy... If you're, like... Lonely. That's um, what I
1: did on my first viewing. Y'all were watching like Das Boot or some shit like that.
0: No, 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 no. We were watching Greenland. I think
1: well, we watched I'm, Das. Yeah. We
0: watched Das Boot a different night. Go watch Das Boot too. Amazing movie. Don't 10 watch out of 10.
1: Das Boot. It's probably 10. boring as shit.
0: No, dude. It actually is pretty exciting. I mean, it's Where's exciting for me. It's in, it's exciting for me because I like submarine shit. But um.
1: Oh, and, oh, and the thing Lee? about Das. What? Name five movies that you would give a 10 out of 10. I want to know.
0: 10 out of 10 movies? All right, let's see. Yeah, 10 out 10 uh, movies number mean. 1 Cars t- <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. Um the only detractor that I would give to Dos Boot is um uh Well, th- this is, No, well, yeah, I mean I don't think it's terrible. It's just another prestige drama. and I, I, This is a subject for a whole other episode. But I feel like the DOS Boot series on Hulu kind of detracts from the purpose of the original narrative. Um, it, it completely sidelines from it. But I'll talk about that some other time. Because I, I could spend an hour just talking about that. Yeah, when Miles um, is
1: here to listen to it.
0: My only detractor for the DOS boot movie, which is a masterpiece, that's a ten out of ten movie. The only detractor I have for it, and this is a technical limitation, is um the the scenes where they're on the conning tower look a little silly because they because ha- they weren't on an actual U boat; they're just in like on a model of the conning tower. On that's the part that sticks out of the ship hull, Eli. Um, where they mm-hmm. Because the submarine is on the surface most of the time, right? It's only designed to be underwater for short periods. Um, but the, the scenes with the Kane Tower where they're looking out just look... They, they look a bit awkward by today's standards where we have CGI and all this crap. And they had like a fixed camera angle on one side of it. And um, I don't know, it, it, that just looked a little silly. But that's a technical limitation. Um, of the time, because it's an '80s, movie. it doesn't. That's the only detractor I have from it, and that doesn't make it not a ten out of ten. Okay, so my first ten out of ten is Das Boot. Um, another ten out of ten, I would say. Hmm. I don't think I would give Logan a ten out of ten. Actually, Logan
1: I'm like, is like a am I, like...
0: I, I am. I'm. Gi- I'm giving that a ten out of ten. That 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 is that is truly an amazing movie. Logan
1: is like a 9 or an 8.5 in my book.
0: Yeah, because Wolverine's my favorite superhero. I love Wolverine. Um, I really love his character in the comics. Um, And that movie is just basically just a love letter to his character and to Hugh Jackman playing his character. And I don't know, I adore that movie. So I'd give that a 10 out of 10. I'm not going to give Interstellar a 10 out of 10 because the ending is, is weird. Um... Yeah. But, like, I'd give it, like, a, movie. I'd, give, I'd give it a nine. Well, no, it, it ends up being The Power of Love instead of, like, because it's this hard uh, sci-fi flick most of the time. Um, another 10 out of 10 movie. Let's see. Uh, doesn't necessarily
1: have to be a movie that you, like, really love. It's just got to be a movie that you thought, like, either the quality of was just really great.
0: Yeah, I'd say Saving Private Ryan. That's another movie I love. Yeah. Um, I lo- I love that movie too. It's it's a technical it's a technical masterpiece too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge shill for practical scene. effects and historical accuracy. Scene. Yeah, that's that's a top ten movie scene right there, like of all time. Like they actually the v, the Department of Veteran Affairs, Veterans Affairs actually set up a hotline for, vet, for people that were on Omaha Beach, that for vets that were on Omaha Beach who saw it, and, like, it would trigger their PTSD, so they set up a hotline for that, for the movie, because it triggered, because it was so accurate. Like, they show that shit in history class. That's how good it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, Saving Private Mind's a ten, a 10 out of 10 movie. I, I think the, I think the script is a little spotty in places. um, But it is, it's truly an amazing movie.
1: Who is the, who, who plays the main character? Is it, um, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's got Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt is speaking Private of, Ryan. Um speaking of
1: ten out of ten Faraday, Tom Hanks
0: movies, Faraday from Lost is in there.
1: Speaking of uh, ten out of ten Tom Hanks movies, I think uh, Captain Phillips for me in my book is a ten out of ten. Oh that's um, that's
0: definitely up there. That's like a nine for me. So. That's like
1: that's like one of my favorite movies of all time and just for like one scene that a friend of mine and I make a joke about where it's a somalian pirate the captain Phillips the, is based on a the, true story the, where if you were alive
0: pilot. if you were alive at the time and you and people are, and you weren't living in a cave people have made jokes about this scene 500 million look at, times
1: look at you look at me.
0: i, I am the captain now
1: it, it's 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 very funny uh, it's a chilling. Mo-
0: it's a chilling moment in the story too.
1: After the movie, just goes on a like a decline of not like a decline of quality, just like a decline of like happiness. Captain um, Phillips is not fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I would give. I'm looking at the posters on my wall. I would not give 1917 a 10 out of 10. I'd give it a solid eight. I, think, I loved. I love that movie, but like the second half is just kind of iffy. I think it's cinematography um, from, is from, a ten from,
1: out of ten. But the well, movie I think I not. think
0: every technical aspect of it is a ten, but the story is a little. The story is pretty spotty. Like from the moment where he gets knocked off, knocked out, and it transitions to nighttime, that it starts to get spotty for me because up until then it was you know like stupid good like 10 out of 10 movie good and then not just for me but from critics too but like after that it just kind of get it it kind of i wouldn't say it ruined it for me but it definitely uh left a worse taste in my mouth than the first half Uh, the first half is 10 out of 10 movie
1: for me um the world tendon bombs Royal I love Tenenbaums that movie. is good. I uh, it's my favorite uh Wes Anderson movie. Um so that movie is just really just great uh There there are just like so many great scenes especially that one scene all of you Royal Tenenbaums fans know the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> oh
0: you Royal Tenenbaums we'll, fans.
1: We'll call we'll call it the needle in the hay. scene. That scene is very, very good. It's chilling. It is it is amazing. Um, also this I'm isn't a to... movie. This isn't a movie, but ten out of ten, Breaking Bad. I think that's pretty oh, obvious. Yeah, yeah
0: pretty Breaking obvious. Bad is like one of the greatest T V series ever made, if not the greatest drama series. I have
1: a uh I have a Heisenberg poster, um, in my room. Right above a uh, a Ponya poster.
0: Yeah, and um, the writing—the best thing about Breaking Bad is how consistent the writing and characters. Anything like outlandish, and the worst episode is still a good episode, and it builds characterization for Walt and Jesse. Which was The Fly? Uh, of course, that's the that's the worst one. As a seven, I think, on IMDb. So it's still you know high quality TV. Is just like kind of a throwaway episode. Um also
1: um, I would say the first really episode I would say the 10. first
0: episode of The Walking Dead is like a solid nine out of ten. Like that shit's crazy. I haven't of
1: watched The dead. Walking Dead.
0: Dude, there's like there's an establishing shot of Rick going into Atlanta. You remember when we is. went to Atlanta? You remember when we went to Atlanta and like there's that big ass highway going into it? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's got, like, it's, like, eight lanes or something.
1: I, I understand. And, all, I and, and,
0: the, and the lanes going in are completely empty, and all the lanes going out are just clogged with cars. It's just Rick on his horse going into town. Um, that
1: That's actually, that's very chilling. Uh, it,
0: yeah, it's even more chilling when you see it. And that's, like, that was in the comic, too, and it was, like, holy shit, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know The first episode of Walking Dead, kind of. I don't think you should watch it. Eli. I,
1: I don't really want to watch The Walking Dead. Is the thing like it's not because it's violent; watch, it just does not watch, seem like my thing.
0: You should watch the first episode at least. Um, like like don't watch the rest of the series. Just watch the first one and like think of it as like a short film.
1: Uh, Fargo is very close to a ten out of ten movie for me. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten personally because it's not my kind of movie. Yeah. Um I typically like sci-fi city flicks city and it? like I typically like sci fi flicks and like war dramas and uh um what what other, what other kind of movies do I like? War movies. I said war dramas. Did um, you, uh, um I don't like histor- really I don't like quote unquote historical action movies. I think those are a bastardization of like actual conflict. I think that's messed up. Um,
1: I think the I think the greatest sin that Owen and I have committed is we've seen all of the the Michael Bay Transformers movies.
0: Dude, Transformers three is kino. Of, I'm telling you, that that is a goat movie right there. Like the uh, cinematography it, is actually bearable. What's my, this is, what's be my... A,
1: this is gonna be a hard question for me to answer, and you might not even have an answer for this. But what do you think is a ten out of ten Studio Ghibli movie?
0: Castle in the Sky. I mean, no, no, no. That's a nine. Castle in the Sky is a very, very solid nine.
1: I think like a lot of the. Actually, no, no It's a
0: ten. It's to... a ten. It's a ten for me.
1: I don't know. Just Ponyo overall has really been my favorite, but I wouldn't be hard pressed to call it a ten out of ten movie. I, I
0: think Ponyo's like a solid seven for me. I'd say. Por- no
1: not porcaroso porcaroso is one that like kind of the that's a
0: nine. that's a nine it's it's an amazing movie that's really beautiful I
1: would like castle in the sky um, Totoro, house moving castle and like um uh I don't know like those are kind of Oh, Spirited Away! I think Spirited Away. Spirited everyone Away. Is,
0: that's the best one. Spirited Away. Everyone is the
1: best. talks about how great Spirited Away is, but that's the ten out of the ten Ghibli film. Yeah,
0: the, them. It might be cliche. I don't care. It's the best. It's
1: one. the most. It. It is. Go the
0: watch one. it, even if you don't like anime. The dub is great. watch all of
1: the Ghibli films. They're all on HBO Max. We recently watched um from Up on Poppy Hill and really enjoyed it. I, I thought I, that I,
0: one. I thought that one was okay. Um, I, I really I, I did I didn't love it. I didn't really like it that much even, but I did like some parts of it. It just wasn't that right. compelling. It just wasn't that compelling for me because I don't like romance movies or just like straight up dramas like that that much. Yeah. Like I really like westerns and sci-fi movies and war dramas. Like those are my kind of movies. My favorite sci-fi movies are Interstellar, of course, Star Wars 1. That's a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Yeah, um, that
1: is a very good movie. I personally it's, just, like the, it's uh, just
0: the objectively perfect movie if you think about it. Like
1: I like Empire um, uh, a lot a little bit more, but yeah, the first one is a Yeah,
0: everybody's an Empire shill. Um I think the ending scene on in Empire is uh that's like the best scene in all of Star Wars. Like with What's that one? Uh, Luke and Vader's duel and the escape and the music that mm. plays during it in the image in the imagery, um, being a huge shill for practical effects, I love the movies a lot. That's probably why oh, I'm yeah. a huge shill for practical effects.
1: You need um, to pirate the original so you can like watch it in its purest form.
0: Yeah, without all that CGI nonsense.
1: That they added in for no reason, which the movies had. No problems. Well, with I the think
0: I think the Java scene was kind of necessary, but I wish they wouldn't have used CGI for it because that wasn't in the original cut. That was actually deserved. Yeah,
1: Java was originally like just some fat dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was. It looked. And I don't like the. I think the CGI is ugly and gross, but like I think it was kind of needed there. Um,
1: but think about it, we wouldn't have gotten uh, Jabba's little baby son uh, without Rota. that stunning. Yeah. What was the uh what's Well, he was Jabba's in return like... of the
0: Jedi. Jabba was in return of the Jedi.
1: What was uh, Jabba's gay uncle? Zero? Yeah, Zero.
0: I think that was his name. I, yeah,
1: I don't remember if I liked Zero the Hutt or not, but I'm pretty sure I, I don't sure think I anybody Zero... I don't
0: think anybody liked Zero the Hutt.
1: I thought Zero the Hutt was a woman for a very long time.
0: I still do. I don't, can Huts be female?
1: Yeah. How else can they reproduce?
0: Um, they're giant slugs, Eli.
1: Yeah, Jabba probably. Just, I, like, don't think, I, I don't think I don't
0: think they reproduce by loving each other a lot.
1: No, I, don't know I, think, I think they're Jabba. actually
0: gender. I think they're genderless.
1: Are they genderless?
0: Like Jabba heavily implied to be a male, but like that might just be sexually, not like gender. No, we no. stop talking Whatever. about the
1: reproductive organs of Huts.
0: Yeah, or reproductive processes of Huts. Uh, let's, are get they huts? Of, let's get back to ten. Let's back. Yes, let's get back to ten out of ten movies. Um, oh, ten out of ten movies. They're from Nal Hutta. That's their home planet. And they speak Huttese, so yes, they are called Huts. Um. Uh, yeah, I, saw really, I,
1: saw, I saw that Jin really. I saw that movie you watched. Well, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I've seen that you've watched that Jinro movie. What'd you think of that?
0: Jinro was good. Um, it wasn't what I expect, what I expected, and that kind of deflated a lot of the purpose I would have gotten out of it. It's um, it's kind of a weird movie. Uh, it starts out with this like crazy political thriller shit. Like, um, I'm I'm just gonna tell you what's in the actual description of it on like IMDb. Like, okay. dude named Kazuki Fuse. He's a member of the Kerberos Panzer Corps, which is which are these like badass like Nazi storm. They're not Nazis, but they look like Nazis. They wear Stahlhelms. They um, implied. No, it's just like this is a post-German victory in World War Two future. Yeah, and uh, there's German shit all over the place. They use German machine guns. Um, I, there's MP40s and MG42s. They wear Stahlhelms. They use. Uh, wagons and Citro and Citolins. so there's German stuff all over the place. Isn't quite clear. There's opening narration that uh, sets up a lot of stuff, but like, it starts out. There's this awesome riot scene that's just like super amazingly animated. Animation is great all the way through. It's really really good. But this is especially a high point. This is some serious Sakuga, um, and it starts out with this riot. Like the these people are throwing Molotovs at cops and like. Dude throws a satchel bomb at them that was delivered by a girl, and then um, the Kerberos Panzer Corps, which Kazuki Fuse—he's the pro tag—they go. They're in the sewers and they're running around, and he finds a little girl with a red jacket on. That's significant because this this entire story is literally just a an extremely hamfisted little Red Riding Hood metaphor,
1: really? um,
0: allegory. I'm not even kidding.
1: Um, it's just like Moby Dick and Metal Gear Solid Five.
0: It's, pre- it's it approaches that level, but um, it's kind of subtle at this point. Um, even if the title of the movie is literally uh, "Jinro," means the wolf. Brigade. Yeah. Um, no, I no, it means something else. But the the title of the movie is Jinro, the wolf brigade. Um,
1: okay. How about you just save time and give me like a, a number? Yeah, it? I'll
0: give you. I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, girl is a suicide bomber. She blows herself up in front of Kazuki Fuse. He's fine, but he gets um reprimanded for not, you know, gunning her down like he's supposed to. Um, and then he eventually um, gets in a romantic relationship with her older sister, who also wears a red jacket. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then like a whole bunch of rebel shit happens. And like over I'd say seventy five percent of the movie is just them doing nothing. And like I'm character boring. development for Kazuki, it is boring. Especially when I was expecting um, you know the, these badass super soldiers essentially, um, stormtrooping to be like, you know, slaughtering shit. It would be a narrative about like oppression and authoritarianism, but I think that's the point. Is in all of the promotional materials, you look at the poster, and it's like this, and it's 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 about wolves basically. Um, yeah. He meets up. He game. meets up with his buddy, who is a member of a resistance cell, I think, in front of a. This is pretty obvious. Um, in front of a museum exhibit that has a di- that has like a bunch of plastic wolves, or like hmm. a wolf diorama, or taxidermied wolves, or something. It's kind of unclear because it's an anime movie. Um, but wolves. he meets up in front of them, and then like there's an, a monologue at the end where he's like, uh, where a dude is like. He's talking about how wolves become men, and then, like, he goes on a rampage. Um, But, yeah, the movie's cool. Uh, There's two really amazing scenes in it, but the rest of it is a little dull. Uh, I wish they had gone a bit heavier on the thing, on the morals about how authoritarianism turns men into wolves. Um, That is a major theme of the story, but I feel like it isn't really, like, as ham-fisted as the Little Red Riding Hood metaphors. Mm Mm-hmm um and how that connects blah blah blah. I thought Genro was good. Um I would give it a watch to uh, uh alternate history even though it's not really not it doesn't lean too hard into alternate history stuff. Take it from a dude who loves alt history. Um I would, I would recommend it to anyone who likes anime anime movies, political thrillers, um Japanese art and animation. Little Red Riding Hood metaphors, weirdly enough. This is like tailor made for people who like Little Red Riding Hood metaphors. Um, mm-hmm. It leans harder into that than Hoodwinked, which is a movie about Little Red Riding Hood.
1: You're not in the same room as me, but my eyes widened.
0: Yeah, it goes pretty hard on that. But like, that's sort of a subversion of the trope almost because he's. Cause he refused to kill this girl, and she blew herself up anyway, right? And then her sister has kind of attached herself to him, and she loves him. And do you care about spoilers?
1: Mm-hmm. No,
0: you would not like this movie. It'd be it's I wouldn't. Boring.
1: I'm not gonna watch it.
0: Um, but he has to kill her in the end because he's ordered to. And it's like a really, and I think that was a really powerful moment for future. This is
1: character. a very spoiler heavy uh,
0: episode, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean it's a good movie. The animation is really incredible, especially the character. It's got some pretty, It's it's got some like bleak and desolate environments, and I like the sort of um, World War Two aesthetic that it has going. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very extremely well animated movie. Like like Back to... it's almost as good as Evan as end of Evangelion animation, which is mm. that's. That's like the gold standard for animation. Isn't it one in... of
1: those like anime movies that's like kind of three D, kind of three D? Oh, you're like
0: talking about the CG? you're talk- you're talking about the rebuilds.
1: Am I talking about the rebuilds?
0: So the rebuilds are a series of three movies that the original creator of Evangelion wanted to make because he wasn't. No, 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 no,
1: no. I'm talking about Jinro.
0: Oh, Jinro. Um, they made yeah. a live action version that was about Korean independence for some reason. That was like Mm -hmm. really. That was bad. Um, Don't watch the live action version, dear listener. If you are interested in Jinro, anything. If you are interested in Jinro, is on Amazon Prime Video for free. It's also on Crunchyroll if you want to deal with annoying ads. Um,
1: Which you do. It's called
0: Jinro: The Wolf Brigade. Great movie. Go watch it.
1: Um, just real quick. Uh, a movie that I want to call ten out of ten, but. I legit for my life cannot call it because I can't stand to watch it is uh, Grave of the
0: Fireflies. Dude, that movie is that is one of the most heart-wrenching movies ever made.
1: All right. Listener, listener, I'm going to I'm going to speak from the heart right now. Don't watch Grave of the Fireflies. Like,
0: well, do watch it. I think it's incredible. It. It's an incredibly important movie to watch.
1: But a very and- good movie. You cannot watch it again,
0: but it come is prepared.
1: Really sad. We're not giving <laughs> it, any spoilers. It, it is it,
0: probably the most heart-wrenching movie I've ever seen, I, and like I right like next to watch to movies
1: Beasts of No Nation.
0: I like to watch movies about child soldiers. Exactly. Beasts of you No watch, Nation is like a solid nine, by the way. That's an amazing watch, movie.
1: Watch Grave of the Fireflies, but we are warning you: you're gonna need like either some tissues or a therapist nearby both yeah um...
0: yeah it's a, it's a Ghibli movie it's in it's an incredibly powerful narrative like mm-hmm. it will make you reconsider it will make you think about World War two and its impact on civilians in a way that you never have before I'm not even kidding when you say that it recontextualized my entire view of the war and this is coming from a dude who likes to study World War two and its history and the things that happened during it this like It literally changed my worldview. It's an amazing movie. You have to watch it. But bring tissues.
1: Mm -hmm. And don't watch it alone.
0: Well, yeah, expose as many people as you can to it, because it really is an important thing to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, What what are some other 10 out of 10 movies?
1: Uh, Among Us, the movie... um...
0: Are you far from your mic? Uh,
1: no, I'm right next to it.
0: Oh, because you're a little quieter?
1: I'm talking quieter.
0: There we go. I uh, turned up my volume. You're good. Uh, can I just...
1: Uh, this will be the last time I talk about Digimon. Oh, boy. Today. Digimon, the movie, makes me kind of sad because it's pretty much just like three slash specials/ovas uh cut together and like made a movie around it.
0: Oh. And,
1: and like the part that I like the least um basically this kid has a Digimon that got corrupt um and you've him to go back. And, he got put
0: he got put him in the recycle bin.
1: And basically the end of the movie, which he basically has to make the very hard decision to kill off his Digimon.
0: Jesus.
1: This kid straight up takes Bessie the cow, cocks his shotgun, and, you know, like... It's basically Old Yeller, but Digimon. Um, Old
0: Yeller, but Digimon.
1: And it's nothing like that. Digimon goes on a rampage. But the kids from the second series is kind of, like, show up because they they heard about this kid. So they're just kind of, like, there along the ride. But in the original release of it, they had, like, 40 minutes cut from it just to, like, fit into the Digimon, the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's basically cut together with dub people talking in the dub. This one character, Kari, who won't shut the hell up with uh explaining things to us through... Um, is
0: Kari, like, the nerd? Kari is not the
1: nerd. Are you talking about Izzy?
0: Yeah. Izzy is a because I remember nerd. Izzy I remember Izzy being tolerable despite being a nerd character in a children's cartoon from the nineties. He wasn't
1: really a nerd, he was more of like kind of like a socially inept like computer whiz.
0: That's called a nerd, Eli.
1: Yeah. Um there is a character named Joe who is like really <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <'cause they laughs> That's just kind
0: of a funny name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is, he is, he's just kind of like, he's smart, but he's constantly studying for like, um, like exams and stuff and like Digimon Adventure Try. I'm getting sidetracked, I'm sorry. But in the original release of this Digimon OVA, uh, it was actually a lot different. This Digimon actually kidnapped the original, um, like the original kids I he was sighing on uh, he actually kidnaps the kids from the original series thing is OVA is a lot better it got like 40 minutes cut from it uh, to have it fit in Digimon the movie Digimon the movie ain't bad it's just that like Kari constantly narrates um, and that gets really annoying yeah. Kari, uh, Owen, Kari is uh, Ty. You know Ty. Yeah, yeah. Ty is, you know, he's the main character. He's like the leader character. He's got goggles. Uh, he, he, she doesn't,
0: they never wears.
1: She's his sister. And she didn't actually go to the digital world in the original. I think I know uh, what she looks like. Uh. She's, like, one of the youngest. She's, like, the second youngest character. Okay. If not... uh, There's TK, who is originally the youngest, but she turns out to be the 8th Digi-Destined. And then, like, sort of the second part of the first series is about finding the 8th Digi-Destined in the real world, and then it turns out to be her. Whoa. She kind of has a little bit of an annoying voice. Um... I wouldn't call it annoying. It's like, it's just very particular that, like,
0: it works great. It's it's grating?
1: No, it's not grating. It's just, like, when she narrates constantly in a movie, when she doesn't need to, her voice gets a little annoying. Remember when this was supposed to be a mini-episode and we're about 80 (laughs) minutes in?
0: Yeah, this is way longer than our usual episodes. Let's keep going. We can call it a sidetrack we episode. We can call it a sidetrack episode.
1: We can call Owen and Eli's adventure.
0: Nice knife. Nice knife. I was a. Uh, I have a Batman knife that a friend gave me a long time ago. Um, it's it's shaped like the Batman logo. Like like the, the dark, like in the Dark Knight, like the logo yeah. on his chest, like you know what that looks like.
1: Yeah,
0: of course. It's got two like flip-out blades. You have probably seen me messing with it.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I decided
0: to look up Batman. I decided to look up Batman knife, and uh, I, f- I found this on Amazon, and um, you I don't know. It. And I, I just thought of the Armstrong quote while uh, looking at knives nice. on it on, on. Nice knife. While looking at knives on Amazon. I'm not a knife guy. I'm not one of them. I just think they're kind of uh, cool.
1: It really sucks to be a, uh, a liberal soy boy, libtard, soy cook boy uh, um, because uh, I have, especially in video games, I have kind of this love for shotguns. Um, would never in a million years actually own a firearm. But you know, if like maybe like later in my retirement, if I have like a very nice looking, uh, um, like chimney furnace, you know, I wouldn't mind like making like kind of a, like a fake replica and putting that up there. Uh, buddy, you, really could like just, you could just, you could just buy
0: life. one. You don't have to buy ammo for it or anything. Yeah. Or, um, like remove the firing pins or something. Like, like th- there are ornamental. Guns that people put up like on their mantles or like on their wall like it's a thing it's 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 kind of a thing like like i'm sure you can buy um a copy like like a display version of grandpa's uh winchester and put it up on your wall grandpa's winchester no i'm just this is in general
1: oh None okay. of I, really?
0: as far as I know, neither of our grandpas have owned Winchesters.
1: I didn't. I didn't know Grandpa was that cool. <laughs> no, but no. yeah, I mean,
0: responsible firearms ownership is important. Um, need, note, I say responsible. I don't think we should just give any idiot a gun. Um, Especially also, they're white. Well, I don't. I don't think we should give anyone guns if they aren't prepared to handle them. That is mm-hmm. why. It's important to have good firearm safety.
1: I think there are needs. I don't want
0: one. I don't want one personally. I don't think it's really important to me, but there are folks who have to contend with 30 to 50 feral hogs weekly, and they need something that can, like you can't tase a hog. It's not going to respond to that.
1: You're not going to throw a frag grenade at a javelina.
0: Well, that's because they aren't legal and javelinas are smaller. But I see what you're saying, though. Like it's you the mm-hmm. uni- need. There are certain practical purposes for which guns are needed, and I and I recognize who that. Out,
1: like people who live out in like the boonies of Alaska and don't want to get or, mauled by a black bear. Uh, you gun- you can.
0: Yeah, you could drive like, twenty minutes and be in the woods, like in most states in the United States, and think about Texas too. Like they're all in Montana. All sorts of crazy shit goes down in those states, mm-hmm. um, and people people need ways to defend themselves, and that's why I think guns should be used for. I don't. I don't like the culture of like gun glorification that we have going, or like all the Second Amendment nuts. Um, yeah, I think that is toxic. The, uh, it contributes to a lot of misinformation and firearms the, accidents.
1: The uh, the Kent Gun Girl. Do you know about her?
0: Oh, the. Um, the poofy pants? Caitlin Bennett? Yeah. I hate yeah, her. She, dude, she she acts like she's such a trad wife, but she has no idea how to cut carrots. She, she did it's, this. It's, she did it's this embarrassing. She,
1: went, she did this thing where she went to her old college in disguise and asked people what they thought of her. Huh. She was like, what do you guys think of uh, Kate Bennett? And it's then so, they're like, Her no. hair looks so blue. Uh... She did this thing where, like, she was celebrating something, and she's like, I'd like to celebrate uh the passing of George W. Bush legislation and the end of the blue wave and feminism. She <laughs> shot pumpkins with, like, the words the blue wave and, like, feminism on Hey, hey,
0: hey Chicky, I hate to break it to you, but. Without feminism, women wouldn't be able to own guns or vote. <laughs> so the blue wave, so the end of the blue wave wouldn't exist if, um, without feminism. I hate to break it to you, Caitlin Bennett. If you're listening to this, I hate you. Um, get a life.
1: She's not gonna listen to this. Lord knows if, like, someone know- who knows her comes across it, she'll listen to it. Just I'll kick, her, I'll kick her ass.
0: She's such a trad wife, she can't... You know, whatever. No, nah, she would pull out um, a gun and shoot your ass. Yeah, but I, I think making thing. guns your personality is as dangerous as making anything else your personality with the added advantage of these are weapons designed to kill things. And uh, I, I think, think I think it's that, really important that uh, people are educated on... Um, like, you don't need 15 different ARs, right? Nobody needs... I mean, you don't sure,
1: even need, like two pistols you need like one pistol next
0: oh i don't think you really need any of that but if people want to collect it, it, it go on, ahead but don't you know, make it your entire personality and please practice firearm safety because people can get seriously hurt and injured i saw a thing where um a youtuber was like he was doing like you know a youtube video with his girlfriend or whatever and he accidentally shot it's her the with one with- where He accidentally shot her with a 50 BMG round, and she died. It it might might have uh, been the other other way around.
1: It was another way around where a guy, uh, he had a video. It was either like the girlfriend or his video, probably his, where he had like a dictionary strapped to his chest, and she shot him with a pistol, thinking that the dictionary would stop it, and the dude sadly died.
0: Lady, you need Kevlar if you're gonna survive a pistol round.
1: I don't. I don't think this is specifically her fault. I think this was a, an entire like group thing where they were like, "Yeah, let's do this to get." Cloud. Well, yeah, but
0: but there's there's a whole subreddit called "Idiots with Guns" and it's literally just pictures of people accidentally like almost shooting each other. There was a kid who was pra- practicing proper like trigger safety and everything, but he accidentally put a hole through his wall, and you can just see him like. Like oh shit, my mom's gonna kill me for this because he was just messing around with his AK It's really funny but like that's we um, cautionary tale he could have hurt himself real bad.
1: I think that you know if you are going to own a gun, you really do need to know are you in any imminent danger? Um, if you live in a uh, a nice suburban uh, if, if you're in white people, uh, place, and you know, there, there, was someone on a moped. I think they might have been like, <laughs> yeah,
0: they were, they were casing houses. You know, I better call nine one one.
1: You don't need. It. You just need to assess the area after. Ben, if you're
0: De- if you're Deborah Smith living in, um, suburbia, then people aren't going to invade your neighborhood. It's not Red Dawn. You don't need a gun to defend yourself from the Russian paratroopers. It's just like, please consider before you go and spend drop a bunch of money on something that you might not even need or use. I feel like
1: most, um, like white people who own guns, don't need them. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, but there are a lot of people. Like um, sometimes people do need them to defend against, like, well, bad stuff. Like uh, wild animals. Oh well, yeah, like wild animals or um, cops. Even that's that's yeah. a big thing among like urban black communities. Is like or so I've seen. I'm not in. I'm not in an urban black community. I'm not black. Um, we
1: live in a I, I'm right.
0: not, yeah. I'm I'm extremely that white. moped I'm,
1: joke I made is something that actually happened on Nextdoor, the app.
0: Well. Yeah, that that happened in our neighborhood. Somebody goes through on a moped real slowly and they're like, Oh, I should call nine one one. People people it's so boring here that people fish for drama. Um, yeah. But but anyway, I'm sorry if I offended you with my statement. I don't stand by it. Whatever. That's the disclaimer. But like a lot of urban black people like have, own guns and practice and carry them responsibly because their families are in danger because of a because you know, you never know when the white nationalists are going to march through Charlottesville again. You know, I think,
1: what was that? Um, what was that group that you know they uh, they marched through like a public area with guns? These were you know black men. Oh, you, you mean know, the Pan- you mean
0: the Panthers? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, they,
0: they were they completely like within it? their they were completely within their legal right to do it. They occupied a California um, courthouse, I think, and that was in protest of a bill that would disarm black people. Yeah, this was, they
1: this... were exercising their Second Amendment. The same Yeah, your Second Amendment.
0: You. Yeah. Mc
1: McTrundleson with your 40 shotguns in your basement.
0: Yeah, there was a whole thing where um, a kid who was killed by the police, super sad story. He was like, he was real young. He was like 13. But like, oh my he, God. Uh, some, some asshole posted a pic of him waving a, posted a pic of him with a gun, like exercising proper trigger safety and everything. Like, being a G, and um, he was like, so, and he basically tried to use that to justify the police ending his life when they didn't need to. This was the whole taser thing, remember?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was a taser. What was it like? They thought they had a taser. Th- it, a tw-
0: a twenty-six-year veteran of the force, a former, US, uh, I think she was in the, she was in the armed forces. Um, she mistakenly. Uh, or so the story goes. Uh, tried to tase him as he was taking off in his car because you know police and he's a black kid. Like, what do you expect him to do? Um, and she shot him to death. And it was awful and horrific. And um, uh, a conser- some some crazy racist dude posted. He was a blue check mark, of course. I think he was uh. a conser- he was a conservative pundit or something. He said like. How about now? When uh, and he posted a picture of this kid, who had a gun. He didn't have a gun at the time. Um, Even if he did, it wouldn't change the outcome. Um, But he posted a pic of this kid, like taking a picture with a gun, and and everyone was like, "So the Second Amendment doesn't apply to black people? Like you think people should? You think cops should be able to end other people's lives indiscriminately?" Like, are you insane? So, yeah, I think guns are a factor in all well, of the racial and economic and social injustices that um, mar- that minorities face in America, in particular black people, even though this does apply to literally every non-white person in America. Um, but, yeah, I think that's why Second Amendment rights are important. I'm not one of, I'm not, like, a gun-toting patriot who, like, you know, he fires his AR fifteen out of the bed of his pickup truck and he wants like he wants nukes to be legal and I'm not like a libertarian or anything, but like that's why I think it's important that some people should have guns.
1: No 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 no, no. we're not those we're not libs hard cuts, okay? Um, <laughs> we we believe in the Second Amendment, Uncle Sam, protecting our rights. Yeah, uh, I hate
0: I hate commies and all. Yeah. Even though I don't know what communism is or anything about it.
1: I don't know. George W. Bush said it was bad, so...
0: Dude. I believe it. Like if you hate George Bush. George subscribe e. B. to the, is subscribe my friend. To, subscribe to the podcast if you hate ev- both George Bushes.
1: I think we should start calling uh, George W. Bush uh, George e. B. I
0: don't think that works. Because there probably was a George B...
1: George George W. B. Gaster. Hey-o. that was that's an actually, that's,
0: that's actually not bad.
1: Um, but uh, all right. So we went from talking about like uh, soul,
0: the queen, uh, Pixar movies to anime, Queen 10 to 10 Pixar movie, movies to ten out of ten movies to the uh, minority oppression. Uh, hmm. I, I want to talk about something real quick, but, like, um, back in the day, after the Rodney King riots... Um, the who went now? In L.A., I think, um, this kid named Roddy, Rodney King, black kid, I think. I, I don't have all the background on this, so I want to look this up just to make sure. But, yeah, in L.A., um... March 3rd, 1991, King was beaten by LAPD officers during his arrest after a high-speed chase for driving while intoxicated on I-210. Um, and somebody filmed it. This was one of the very first like publici- really big public incidents of police brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, of course, there are a lot of those against civil rights and stuff. But this was in California, which, as everyone knows, is like liberal heaven. Yeah. Um, very progressive state, pretty cool. I don't like California or Californians, but whatever. California. It, it's only because they're responsible for the red hot chili peppers, that's it. Um, and the egos kind of But Rodney King was put was beaten by LAPD officers like within an inch of his life, and riots erupted because of it. Because somebody had filmed this and distributed, distributed it to a local news station, and after that. Um, as we all know, Is Fox News? no, KTLA, huh. um, but like, you know, conservatives always, or right. Or always, always like to talk about like the BLM riots and stuff, but like this was an actual riot over an actual issue as all the black lives matter riots are. Um, I'm going to call them riots cause riots are cool. I'm not going to, even though they are mostly peaceful. I think riots are awesome. We should riot some more. But um, the Korean community, um, yeah, Koreatown, the, the Korea Town, the riot on
1: the right House was so cool. Well,
0: that was a that was like an attempted insurrection. They were actually trying to kill people.
1: Were they trying to kill Joe Biden? No, I
0: mean, he wasn't. He, he wasn't president. They were trying to kill like liberals, liberal politicians, and Congresswomen.
1: Did the guy who like uh, instigated all that did he get arrested? No, he was, a, he,
0: he was he was he he's working with the FBI on it.
1: So oh, he yeah. completely
0: betrayed his idiotic brethren. But I still anyway, think he anyway. Could go to jail for it. Um this is a whole thing that li- this what I'm talking about is like a whole thing that libertarians love to spout off about but the Korean community in LA, Koreatown, um they're left out to dry by LAPD. When, like the looters started coming in, they were taking advantage of the, of the riots, which were. Oh good. yeah. Yeah, they were. They, a lot of people did this with Black Lives Matter, and then uh, rightooids love to blame it on Black Lives Matter protesters, but they, they were coming in and like ransacking buildings all over the place, and not in Koreatown because the shop owners and stuff, um, they went up they went up on the roofs with their guns and just like watched over their stores and stuff. Um, And libertarians love to talk about this as if it was like, Oh, um, you know, uh, minorities exercising their second amendment rights. But like the whole reason they had to do that was because the LAPD went off to protect the rich white people instead, instead of the middle class or uh, lower class Korean community.
1: Well, so they, they had to take up
0: arms to defend themselves, and that's. well Owen,
1: the rich white people. Well, they don't pay as much uh, of the. Um,
0: of it, the that's, LAPD that's exactly get, it. They don't like the Korean community wasn't like particularly pro LAPD, and a, a lot of members of the Korean community even protested, like in like for Rodney King, um, but. Uh if you ever hear about rooftop Koreans, that's what that's what that's all about. But like it's so stupid how libertarians try and co opt this as like um a libertarian action or something. Uh when in reality it was just normal ass people trying to protect their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's basis for shooting protesters or threatening to shoot protesters. Um I mean, if if a looter tries to break into your shop and hurt your and like hurt your family or something, then I think it's perfectly fine to, to kick their ass. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a libertarian, you know this. I don't like libertarians. I think they're stupid. Um,
1: Wait, what but, are libertarians?
0: So the Libertarian Party is like. Um,
1: Wait, are libertarians like What lib- we make libtard jokes or are those liberals.
0: Those are when we make libtard jokes. That's liberals. That's what okay, republic. That's what that's what Republicans love to say about liberals. Let's call them libtards.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, you've been saying like libertarians the entire time, and I thought like, dude, you're one of those. I was so well. Libertarians
0: confused. are traditionally in favor of small government.
1: Um, which is a re- Republican kind.
0: Which is what?
1: Which is like Republicans are like their small government, right?
0: Uh, they're sub- nominally, I guess, but in reality, they just want to be able to, they just want our troops to. Well, they want our, they the want our police Party? to. No, this is. Doesn't... Libertarians are independent. They are not Republicans or Democrats. There are plenty of libertarians on both sides, but there is a libertarian party of America. And what they want is privatization of government processes such as roads and ambulances and stuff like that. Um, they want private companies to be able to control everything because apparently the free market is just so great and awesome, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, Companies would never, ever do anything to hurt us or exploit us, right, guys? So they oh, basically... Aren't... Libertarians are deluded. That's the thing. That's the baseline. I mean, and they love to co-op the we've, whole...
1: Yeah. we hit the uh, the 100-minute mark, I think. It's about time we should wrap this up.
0: Okay. Um, I've I finished my spiel-, spiel. You got anything you want to talk about?
1: No, no. I think I think we're, we've pretty much run out of... Uh... And we started talking about politics, so obviously we started to run, from... we started to run out of ideas, but... but politics is basically listening.
0: just a limitless hole that I can dig myself into whenever I need to.
1: Thank you guys for watching this one-off episode. It didn't really turn out to be a mini-episode. It turned out to be a quite long
0: one. Yeah, this is not a mini-episode. This is like a double-episode. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're gonna try and put some more out soon. Thank but you for listening, um, uh, me and me and Miles are going to be doing exams soon. Oh no, no,
1: no! Miles and I.
0: I'm gonna kick your ass. Miles and I are going to be doing exams. Uh, we're hanging into exam season pretty soon, so we might not be able to pump episodes out as frequently. And which
1: this is, is, one, when which I is once a shine. week.
0: This is when This I is I when, shine. This is when Eli. Uh, is banned from the podcast cuz he records an episode about Digimon. Um, no. Thanks for listening, dear listener. Really yeah, appreciate really appreciate we you love making it. You guys. It. Yep. Thank you. Goodbye.